0: Do you like scary movies? Welcome to Haunted Picture Palace. My name is Amelia, I'm one of the hosts. This is Ben, he's another one. Whatcha? And we're sat here, maskless and afraid, covered in corn syrup. <laughs> about to talk about Scream from 1996.
1: Just as well otherwise none of that would make sense. Wouldn't would make it? any
0: blooming <laughs> sense at all. No, I nearly swore that's how 90s were getting here. <laughs> This is my pick. It's one of my... Is it one of my favourite films? It's one of my go-to comfort films because I'm a very strange individual who's existed through a lot of trauma. But certainly it's incredibly funny if you are resistant to watching it because you are afraid of it. It's genuinely quite funny, I would say. Wouldn't you agree? It's got dark
1: humour. Yeah, well, here's the thing. I've talked before... I think on the mini episode about things that frighten us, there's a period of, there are a few films that came out in a period of time that correspond to when I was a teenager that people told me were frightening and so that I am sort of frightened of. And this was definitely one of those. And then you showed it to me at some point, I don't know, in the last Last couple couple of years. And I really enjoyed it. I think it's a cracking film. It is funny. It is sort of weirdly heartwarming in Mm -hmm. places. But then, when we came to sort of watch it again for this, I'd forgotten, and I remember feeling the sort of fear again because it's like looks quite frightening. Uh, ah, okay. <laughs> and then, and then watching it again, it's like, oh yes, I do remember this. Oh, this is smart and fun and funny. Yeah. But crucially, also a slasher, and quite brutal and you know unpleasant in places yes. as well, right? And, and in, because of yeah. that,
0: we'll have a slight content warning here of a lot of blood and gore, a lot of hidden killer. Uh, a lot of threat of violence and yeah. actual bodily harm. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's quite nasty. Yeah,
1: um, yeah, it's uh, it's an eighteen. I looked into this. An, it was and remains an eighteen certificate in the UK, mm-hmm. which strikes me as odd, as it's clearly aimed at like a. It feels like it's aimed at like a fifteen audience, um, really? or possibly aimed at an audience who've got it on video like a year or two after it's come out in the cinema. Given how hmm. much, like horror films on video are uh, a massive part of this film
0: yes that's true and i think well do you know given who wrote it who wrote it
1: it was kevin williamson
0: kevin williamson who also wrote think the good good things like the faculty (laughs) and not so good things like dawson's creek yeah which by the way was extremely popular in its time.
1: Yeah, because you say not of good things, but exactly, it was, yeah, it was yeah. phenomenal. It's
0: just, I don't want to wait for our lives to be over,
1: you
0: know? <laughs> <laughs> Worth it. But the thing is, that's somebody that understands teenagers and has a teenage mind. Even though we've managed to cast 30-year-olds, they're still written in a way that kids and teens would relate to.
1: Yeah, and the way this film was the sort of success that this film was if Mm. that makes sense is testament to that
0: it is but it's also illicit things you watch at 15 you know you're not meant to yeah and that's someone who understands that has made this film for people i don't think it's aimed at that though i think it's designed to appeal to it as kind of the taboo and the naughty but i do think it's very enjoyable for late teens because it's 18 you know sure, I 18 year olds yeah and they I
1: mean, drink later it. there <laughs> yes well in the states it's an NC17 which means you're allowed if you're under oh. 17 you're allowed in with an adult they had to trim it a little bit to mm. get that because the first cut got an R rating but they <laughs> they went back and cut a few bits mm-hmm. and um i think i read that Wes Craven told the examiners to view it as a comedy um, rather than a horror which Changes, that's clever. changes what's allowed that's if you say, very oh, no, this clever. Is supposed to be funny in places so yeah there are a few bits cut out and i'll i know where a couple of them oh, are. oh nice okay so when we get to them i'll i'll flag them up but yeah an 18 in the uk and i say it remains an 18 like if you were to buy it now it's still an 18 mm-hmm. because a lot of the time things that were 18 in times past yeah. have been degraded to a 15 now but 25 years on we're just coming up to its 25th anniversary it was released in December yeah, well, in the the States a little bit later in the UK it didn't come out into the new year
0: no but it was designed as a film that was out when you didn't want to watch Christmas films sure exactly so it's a really good way to get the teen dollar again isn't it yeah
1: as it happens although again I think it was not common practice at the time
0: no and I won't say I mean I know I see a lot of articles calling it the first teen horror it's not the first teen horror by a long shot but it is the renaissance of teen slasher you know that Absolutely. kind of 70s cabin in the woods style thing brought massively up to date with a load of horny teenagers that are up to no good yeah like it's it's very much <laughs> a callback to all of the 70s free love stuff with a bit of zombie but yeah. without the zombie it's the very real threat of an actual killer
1: well halloween is the is yeah the of
0: course but also where's craven
1: text here for this of course yeah so
0: we're where's craven territory
1: so, uh, yes, I think Halloween we, isn't, is it? Uh, no, Halloween isn't. But Halloween is like the core text for the characters in yes. this film. Yes. But I think Wes Craven's our first returning director on the pod.
0: Ah, congratulations, we've done, Wes! Uh,
1: Nightmare on Elm Street, yes. of course, which in which he reinvented the sort of teen horror genre. Yep. A decade earlier. Yeah. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's true. It's very rare that you get to do it twice.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely.
1: Halloween's a John Carpenter
0: yes thank you that's I knew that we were just watching that yeah yes I'll be doing several callbacks to the previous work of the director and the writer because they really do turn up again and again and it's not in an irritating self-referential way all the way through although that exists (laughs) it's much more interesting than that to see I love seeing the seeds of where people go with something or where people have got something from and I'll mention where that's from in a minute lovely Hold on to your hats, people, because this one's a screamer.
1: (laughs) Right? Fair enough, I've not seen scary movie. Because this
0: one's a screamer! (laughs) Won't mean anything to you. But everybody that was 12 in uh, 2002 is with me there. This
1: is not a film for 12-year-olds.
0: No, but I loved it. Anyway. Fair enough. Stunning 90s makeup on Drew Barrymore. Let's start straight away with my poison, which is the fashion and hair and all the rest of it. So dark lipstick makes her look adorable and like a jumper wearing ghost. She is <laughs> fantastically braless in a cotton jumper number. She is just bumping around her house though. Like that's yeah. essentially pyjamas. It's just casual. The hair is very on trend now isn't it? We've got so many 90s trends back back, back again 25 yes. years on which is where we get that horrible realisation that the 80s clothes that we were buying in the shops when we were young yeah. are the 25 years on <laughs> Oh <laughs> the eighties and oh. now kids are doing it. Anyway, uh, uh
1: the eighties, that was just like twenty twenty years ago. Yeah, 20, 20.
0: 20, the twenty twenties don't have their own personality or style though, so yeah. you know <laughs> swings and roundabouts. Anyway Um she's a jumper wearing ghost we get the elusive and iconic do you like scary movies over the phone? She receives a phone call. It's not her boyfriend. It's not nope. anyone she knows. And yet She's immediately curious and flirtatious, and I say that knowing that I will get the hatred of several people, but her body language is flirty. She's playing with knives. Do you know what I mean? She's just fiddling with things. She's doing the, the kitchen equivalent of hair twirling, talking to a stranger on the phone in the beginning.
1: Yeah, fair enough.
0: He's being persistent. She's going along with it. She could have hung up at any time. You know. That's true. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um,
0: and I think it's very teenage. I think she plays it really well. She's doing that, like, you know, teenagers have that kind of moment where you're like, oh, I kind of want the attention. You know, I can't, I'm kind <laughs> of into the attention for a second, regardless of whether it's sexual attention or not.
1: But, like. Sure, but also, if you think about what her character is doing, she's putting some popcorn on the stove. Yeah. She's going to watch a movie. Yeah. Her boyfriend is coming around. Her parents are out.
0: Yeah, exactly. She's, yeah, not, yeah.
1: she's not like, did you say she's not dressed up? Nope. But she's...
0: It's 90s Netflix and chill.
1: Exactly, yes, Yes. that's exactly what's happening.
0: Yeah. What does she talk about? The first one was okay, but the rest sucked.
1: That's Nightmare on Elm Street.
0: Mm, Our first (laughs) self-referential moment.
1: Which, of course, as you, you, the listener, will know because you've listened to her episode on Nightmare on Elm Street. (laughs) Plug, plug. Yeah, uh, Available from all of your, wherever you get your podcasts wherever from. Wherever you're listening to this. Or wherever you're to this. Yep. Uh, that, of course, was a Wes Craven production, mm-hmm. but the sequels were not. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was so sort of disappointed, if you'd like, in the way that they went out, that turned out that, that Wes Craven's New Nightmare is a sort of, from 94? Yeah. So yeah. Is a sort of weird metatextual dig at what Freddie became I think <laughs> Weird. <laughs> but also especially when you consider that he didn't write that because the, he didn't write the script for this one so mm. that was a line that was written by Williamson who obviously reveres the source texts yeah. right?
0: I love how immediately she changes when she's frightened, she's like an actual frightened deer, she's looking around the mm. place she is told one rule and immediately breaks it <laughs> which is don't hang up on me Hangs yeah. up on him immediately. Yeah. Faces some sort of consequence for doing so. <laughs> Just saying. It's interesting because what I like about... One of the many, many things I like about this film is that none of the girls are useless.
1: Mm-hmm. She's... No, she's not useless. You're right. She's
0: not useless. She's kind of baby young. She's mm-hmm. played quite young. And she's quite coddled. She's got the parents that really care. She's been left home alone she's trusted you know there's yeah. all this stuff going on I mean
1: and she'll happily talk to a strange voice on her telephone <laughs> Exactly
0: but she's quite she's just bubbly and sweet and and quite I suppose she's she's playing the ultimate innocent right Mhm According to the rules of the rest of the film she's not a virgin No But she's well, not we, we she's assume. being virginal Yeah you know she might be. She might be, but there's. we're talking about the rules of the film and they follow their own rules all the way through consistently. They follow the rules laid down at the party. Rule number two, don't have sex. Yeah. You know?
1: But then, well, I'll, I'll talk about that when we get okay. to it.
0: But she's very sweet. She's very innocent in it all. There's something... I don't know, she still doesn't do stupid. She's not doing the typical female lead in a horror film idiot moves. She actually doesn't make any of them. In fact, she runs outside instead of upstairs, very specifically.
1: Yeah, yeah, I suppose. Yeah, and
0: she's so close to rescue, it is just timing that that's happened. She even tries locking the doors too late. You know, there's all yeah. this stuff she does to keep herself safe. And it just happens to be that he's a couple of steps ahead of her, which is much less annoying than certain other options that are highlighted in Scary Movie, which is where I was getting to the Scary Movie point, as you say. Or rather, for the first time, we will say that <laughs> her Scream was going to be called Scary Movie.
1: Yeah. Retitled it the insistence of the executives, I think. It was the Weinsteins who said that's so interesting scream is a is a was a better title because they're going for an audience who are not necessarily into scary movies right
0: fair enough i actually understand that that's quite good marketing um i imagine as well that's why you would change the cover art the way they did they did specifically put that's drew barrymore's face on the cover of Scream.
1: yeah and on the famous poster on the the famous poster with
0: the handover yeah but it's not a shot from the film. It's a shot from a very, very nineties ph- uh, photo shoot, um, and it's all high, high contrast. But actually, it's it's a it weirdly it's a more frightening image than we see of her in the film.
1: Yeah. And well, you know, well, yeah. I mean, there's, until she's gets, dead. Until she's yeah, but yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: But. Of her experiencing that moment where she's alive and she's wide-eyed and frightened, mm-hmm. it's a much more heightened version of that, and it looks very seventies. The, the the image itself, the yeah. the writing, obviously, that you wouldn't steal a car writing from the front of. <laughs> well, you said
1: it's very nineties because this is the nineties. It just means it's very cool. We have to put ourselves back twenty five years. I know, years I know, like, but that's
0: why I say it's it the as bleeding that. edge
1: cool stuff. That not pun not intended, but, <laughs> that always dates quickly because it is yes. emblematic of a period of time.
0: Yes. And she yeah. says, you tricked me, and it's so innocent. She's gone from, like, vaguely flirtatious older teen mm-hmm. to, like, tiny kid yeah, in seconds. Child. But then we know Drew Barrymore can really act, and and she hasn't had the most chance to do that in Hollywood at this point. Do you know what I mean? Well, like,
1: no, but she is, like, the movie star of the definitely. cast here. We've got other, like, quote-unquote stars, but they're telly stars. they mm-hmm. Campbell's been in Party of True. five and well, she
0: was in craft before uh, She this. was in the
1: craft, yeah, yes, same year I think. So, yes, fair but enough. But probably earlier in the year because this is December. Yeah. Um, and uh, Courtney Cox is famous from Friends, yep. I think. At this yep. point, I think she it was is. running then. Uh, so these are, as, but yes, you're right about the craft, but but they're both known for like a long running television yeah. role, whereas Drew Barrymore, Barrymore is, is
0: American sweetheart,
1: a proper Hollywood movie star, totally. right? You know, yeah. that's why you put her on the poster as well, and you think like, yeah, she's a she is a star. She's just not the star of this.
0: Yeah, uh, her boyfriend could have saved her, except he's dead.
1: <laughs> um, <laughs> her boyfriend could have saved her, except he's tied up on the couch, waiting for her to get not uh, on the patio. Porch, sorry. on the porch. porch. Tied up on the porch. <laughs> um, waiting for her to answer the question about the horror movies, right? Yeah.
0: So she's being quizzed. It's a horrible quiz. It's a bit. Um, you want to play a game? Yes. You know, <laughs> yeah, it's got that
1: prefigures. Another famous absolutely horror franchise, of course.
0: Part of the reason I mentioned Scary Movie is mm-hmm. because it completely ruins Scream for me in the best way possible. <laughs> Any scenes with Ghostface and Cindy, as she's known in that film, are so good. And in fact, every scene with Cindy in that film is so good that it will forever take how I see <laughs> how I see Scream. It really does take the mic in exactly the right way. And one of the things about this scene where they're in the house, and she's like, he says, "Do you know where I am, mm-hmm. Cindy?" She says, "Yeah, I can. Um, oh, I can, can see, see your feet. The... Yeah, I can see your feet behind the couch." And it's just <laughs> things like that. When she's running, she passes like a grenade, a weapon, like a right. knife, and a banana, and picks up the banana and sure. just throws it at him. Things like that, like it's proper um, airplane-style humor, you know. Yeah, But it still works for me Anyway, bye Steve, Steve dies Because she gets the question wrong And it is a trick question about Halloween
1: um, Well, no It's a question about Because she gets asked about Halloween as a warm-up And the question's about Friday the 13th Oh, is it?
0: And that's is the one she gets wrong Vorhees. Okay, I, yeah. got my, I got my killer wrong, Sorry, and,
1: Well, the on. thing is, the reason why I, I You know I love pedantry But the reason why I'm being pedantic at this point Is <laughs> yeah. because we're setting up right at the beginning here the, the theme or the idea That like If you don't know your horror films
0: oh, you're, This you're movie will kill you Yeah. Mm. It's very
1: on the nose But this is the thing that comes up again and again And again here
0: Yeah you're dead right Yes that's the only bit that annoyed me about it was that If she'd stayed still he would have missed her <laughs> Completely yeah. um, she, It's her looking at the window that is her demise Her run is The, the run between them that slow-mo run is very much um, Predator Prey, uh, David Attenborough-style lion and deer moment, isn't it? Like uh-huh. It really is when they take down a deer and she just looks so shocked when he does actually stab her. We have stabbings. That's the weapon of choice in this particular film, mostly. <laughs> mostly. Oh, yeah. but there are a few, yeah, actually, but, but it's yeah, meant but... to be a slasher, so it's meant to Absolutely. be a knife. Where am I here? And it's so close to the parents seeing her. It's so iconic and really horrible hearing her on the phone. Like, it's particularly nasty. It really stuck with me the first time I saw it.
1: Well, this little sequence, you know, this what functions as a prologue here, is an extremely well-directed, tight, frightening, gruesome thing. And I don't think anything else in the film gets quite as grisly as, as we have here. Uh, the, the other victims are not really sort of disembowelled. There isn't quite mm. so much. Perhaps they just become desensitised
0: to it <laughs> through the film. In the space of the film. But no, it feels I like mean...
1: there's slightly more emphasis on the sort of nasty gore at the opening.
0: Yes, here. there's is actually, it? yes, there's There's a nastier death in my opinion. But oh, I look forward to that yes, one. Yes, but it's not bloody. So mm. it's... Ooh.
1: This is one of the bits that was slightly trimmed by the American censors. We had a more lingering shot of Steve, is his yeah, name? Yeah, Steve. Having his insides pulled out okay. Ooh. and falling out onto the floor. And that was, that was trimmed at the insistence of the American censors.
0: Do you know how they kept Drew Barry more sad? No. They talked to her about animal cruelty. The director talked to her about animals being treated badly and she wow. was inconsolable.
1: She's, it's a great. That's she why looks it's so good. And, hor- and that's why
0: she's so horrified. Is because he was basically whispering stories about dead dogs to her
1: wow.
0: uh, in between takes to keep her frightened. She asked him to. Yeah. It wasn't <laughs> abusive it. Was like I need to stay frightened. Sure. How do we do this? Yeah. He wasn't
1: actually just like pulling the limbs off. A no. No
0: cocker spaniels were no. hurt in the making of this film that we know of.
1: Well, Craven was was a good director. Yeah, <laughs> or at least you know. In this period of his career, it's a long time since Nightmare on Elm Street, yeah. and you know yeah. I haven't seen Vampire in Brooklyn, but it wasn't. <laughs> I have. It didn't.
0: It's not this. <laughs> 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 yeah, but it's not but this.
1: but it. This is a, a a proper great little sequence.
0: It is really amazing. Um, it's interesting that he the dad says, "Go to the Mackenzies, mm-hmm. and then go and then phone the police." Um, because the Mackenzie's are... It's who Jamie Lee Curtis is told to go to in Halloween. Ah, the Mackenzie's. It's quite okay, interesting. Yeah, yeah. Um, more callbacks all over the place. Uh, drive to the Mackenzie's. That'll do it. I've put, yeah, <laughs> sure. Drive to the Mackenzie's. That'll do it. <laughs> this film must have gotten to 90s kids so hard. Yes, I was thinking about it while we were watching it. And if this was your contemporary thing... I mean, it it tripled the sales in caller ID. Oh, I
1: can this it. This film alone
0: just did it. It's so incredible to me that people were like, actually, that's a good point. Anyone could be <laughs> calling me. I'm going to not pick up the phone to that guy. But, you know, that's just such an amazing effect for a film. And again, something that just doesn't happen anymore. We have too much access f- to information yeah. for that kind of stuff to still sway people in the same way. But, how amazing I don't know there's something about it that the it's right at the edge of the dawn of proper cell phones being a thing,
1: yeah, well, this is this sort of weird plot point what strikes you now is a weird plot point mm. that the police are all over Billy when he gets arrested. I don't know what are to you doing ahead. with a cell because phone because he's got a mobile phone, yeah, and it's like- well, yeah, he's got a mobile like but like you know it's like my grandpa has a mobile phone (laughs) yeah i know
0: but i i like how they do it like he's he's very teenager about it he's like lots of people have them yeah you know like plenty of people do yeah but it's a small town still We're, we're doing that thing again where we go to small town or small community um america where all the horror happens you know (laughs) so maybe not everybody's got one and he's one of the richer kids or his dad is.
1: evidently not everybody's got one exactly
0: because they're shocked to see it
1: yeah 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 but yes but but i'm getting ahead of myself yes we have not yet met billy
0: well billy comes to the window doesn't
1: he? Yes, of a different house. Of we a should, different house. So we've thing. done
0: the like, this is the film, <laughs> you know, big letters. <laughs> yeah, screen. we've also
1: killed off the girl on the poster, you know. We have. We've is, killed
0: off the famous. Absolutely. Which
1: is a a, a riff on Psycho, of course. Yes, um, true. But still, is is wrong foots you, right? I mean, yeah. now it is fairly famous for doing this, right? And and also the other stars of the film have reached a level of fame that they didn't really that they didn't have then. But if you imagine watching this in nineteen ninety six, or you imagine watching this having heard of her and knowing her and having seen the poster and yeah. perhaps the trailer, but not It's new, right? You yeah. don't know about it. It it immediately sort of knocks you knock, knocks you over a little bit. We're like, Oh, any you know, she's anything can happen. Yeah. The, the star has been killed. But yes, yeah, she absolutely. is dead, and we're now in Neve Campbell's bedroom. She's
0: dead, we're with Neve Campbell in her horrible nighty. <laughs> I dislike the casting of both leads, sadly. Yeah. I dislike Neve Campbell's character more than the casting, actually. I dislike Fair her enough. character quite a lot. But I'm uncertain of how she plays it. And I feel like there are people that were around then that could have done a better job. And Billy is just not quite right either. I see what was happening. I kept trying to blame the director, but some people are absolutely great looking at you, Stu. <laughs> looking at you, Chris Lilly. Chris Lilly? <laughs> um, no, that's Matthew the guy Lilla. from Matthew Lillard. Thank you. Look, <laughs> the... <laughs> <Is Chris Millie? laughs> <laughs> not not him, Matthew Lillard. Looking at you, you're perfect. Never change. But um, Billy's not quite beautiful enough. In a way, he's not evil-looking enough. He's kind of like if the guy, the Italian, the overly Italian guy, and Johnny Depp from. Nightmare on Elm Street had right. a baby. <laughs> it would make Billy. And.
1: So Skeet Ulrich?
0: Skeet Ulrich, what a name. Skeet Ulrich comes through the window exactly like Johnny Depp does yeah. in Nightmare on Elm Street, but also exactly like Dawson used to from Dawson's Creek, <laughs> which is interesting, right? Dawson from Dawson's Creek turns up in Scary Movie. It's uh, James Vanderbeek turns up in Scary Movie. Goes to the window the, just before they're about to have like a weird sex scene, and it's got like the, the Dawson's Creek style. That that theme tune starts mm-hmm. playing, and he pops his head up and he's like, "Oh, sorry, wrong window," and goes back <laughs> down. <laughs> goes back down again.
1: That's really dumb. <laughs> I
0: love it. Made me I left, love it, though, and it's yeah. so silly. I mean, sadly, there's some stuff that's aged like milk in that film, but a lot of it's very good. Anyway, I'm a child. I I wondered if Baby Christian Slater would have been a nice pick. Johnny Depp was too old at this point. Yeah, he was. But baby Christian Slater, maybe a Leonardo DiCaprio even? Like somebody who could really turn on a dime. This kid can't seem to be subtle. He's either (laughs) like extremely smarmy or extremely evil and there's no middle ground.
1: Yeah. Do you know what I I mean? I do know what you mean. So
0: Freddie Prince Jr. I should
1: say at this point, of course, that we are we will be discussing the resolution to this movie and the twist. Oh yes, so, spoilers, big so, spoilers. Like, I think we're okay so far, but if you haven't seen it, I yeah. really, I really, I really strongly recommend it. I nearly um,
0: spoil Interstellar when you uh... earlier, so <laughs> <laughs> nothing's safe.
1: Um, but he's dead in the sixth sense. Um, Rosebud was his sled. Rosebud was his sled. <laughs> Citizen Kane.
0: Oh, is that what that's from? Yeah. Thank you. You've solved something. We're going to
1: be talking about the resolution to this film. Yeah. So, if you haven't seen it, you know, look away... If you don't want to see the scores, look away now. Yeah. Because the person you cast as Billy has to be both able to be, like, the winsome romantic lead that you root for in your yeah. field, is being introduced when he is suspected of the murder, and also be able to convincingly play a crazy murder man. Yeah. Spoilers.
0: Crazy murder man.
1: <laughs> Actually... I want to put in a word for Roger Jackson at this point, who is the phone voice that we were talking yes. about earlier for all of the, actually for all the screen screen films I think, but certainly all the way through here, mm. it is not you know they they cast a different person to do the vocal work mm-hmm. on the telephone, and he is great in that in all of the bits, but especially yep. in that first bit with Drew Barrymore, so good at turning on a dime from sort of playful yep. Yep. to really threatening
0: yeah I also think he's he's a brilliant voice actor for several reasons in this role. One of my favorites is that he does very subtle changes in accent, hmm. and that's between the the again spoilers, massive spoilers, but that's between the two guys, right yeah so sometimes because it's supposed to be one sometimes and one the other, even though they have a voice changer, yeah you will still get twangs in there, and occasionally lillard's like dude, thing <laughs> comes through. Yeah. Even through the voice changer, even though that's another actor. And that's a real skill. Yeah,
1: watching it again is a... Because it's the second time I've seen it. Yeah. So watching it again is a whole other trip.
0: It is, and it's still incredibly enjoyable. So even if you saw it as a teen and you're like, oh, I've no, Just go for it, because it is. there's a lot of stuff that you wouldn't have got or wouldn't have found as funny then. Mm-hmm. But also, there's a lot of Easter eggs. Particularly the scene... The scene where they're at school for the first day after Drew Barrymore's death, mm-hmm. and the boys talking about it and the looks and all that stuff. When you know, it's amazing. Yeah. But Roger Jackson was just meant to be a stand-in voice. They were gonna edit it. Do right. they were gonna? Yes, I did. Edit it out later, and they just went. Oh, actually, that's really good. <laughs> 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 actually, that's great. Also, none of the cast had met him.
1: Deliberately. Yeah. No, and I read that he was. It was him talking to them on the phone when they yes, were doing it. Yeah, exactly. They've never seen him, voice, which is great. But they're
0: reacting to his spooky voice. The there's a ninety. 90s- style acoustic cover of don't fear the reaper that's hot as hell playing <laughs> while they're pretending to make out although neve campbell does not look at all comfortable with the amount of saliva that billy has just lent <laughs> her well, he's my... like rubbing it she's rubbing it off her lip for a long time in that <laughs> scene you watch it what were you gonna say
1: One of the questions was how old is sydney her character supposed to be ah uh, do we think she
0: is 17 i believe right She's seventeen or eighteen depending on when mum died, but I think she's seventeen. Yeah. Why'd right. you ask?
1: No, it, I just wondered because there are a few times like here where she plays it quite young.
0: Mm.
1: It's not a criticism. No, no, I, no, just, not at all. I, just something that I'd wondered about. My other note on their conversation is that they talk about their they talk about their relationship in film classification terms. They do. Which is which like is a, quite funny. such a cine literate yeah. film but it never sort of loses sight of the fact that, like, yes, you don't want to be too clever-clever and just make lots of, like, film in-jokes and forget about making you care about these characters. It does a reasonable job at setting them both up. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I put a pretty mean thing here that you might want to take out. (laughs) But it's just, yeah, yeah, she is a tease, but you're a rapist, Billy. A rapist. (laughs) Um,
1: Why why would I take that out? mean, (laughs) Mean on poor old Billy, who spoilers tries to kill her several times and uh, killed her bum and framed another guy for it
0: (laughs) it was just because he was being extra grabby when she'd said no and it wound me up
1: yeah well you know he's it fits his character he's entitled and um, a smarmy little git yeah
0: Jesus best and the worst of 90s fashion yes so we have Neve Campbell in the worst t-shirt I've ever seen. How do you, <laughs> you make... You
1: actually said, you were, when we were watching it, you said, oh, that t-shirt.
0: It's because it's absolutely terrible. It looks like something my mum would have worn to clean houses. It does absolutely nothing for her. No one looks good in that now. And I'm not talking from a kind of male gaze, let's all be desirable all the time perspective. I mean, I don't want to look like part of me is shrunken and out of all proportion and also somehow three times wider (laughs) she's an incredibly beautiful girl why why would you ever wear that color (laughs) it's not even a color that occurs naturally in the sky it's just a terrible terrible blue that should be banned (laughs) it should be banned yeah anyway
1: Well, you said best and worst. Well, the best there is
0: uh, Gail. Weather's in a Dayglow lemon suit, (laughs) which I think has to be acknowledged because that thing is truly awful. She's wearing actually, she's wearing that Dayglow lemon suit with red lipstick. Yeah, and basically like henna color orange hair.
1: Yeah, it gives me um, April O'Neil vibes from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles.
0: Yes, she's a she's a definite stereotype of a comic book. Journalist,
1: Sure.
0: Yeah, graphic novel journalist, yeah. Anyway, we don't meet Gail yet. <laughs> we do meet the Fonz as the headmaster.
1: Yep, yep. Uncredited in the film, because he didn't want to draw shade away from the young actors. Oh
0: yeah. Love you, Hugh. Hugh? Uh, Hugh. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, Henry. Well, I don't know why he's touching her face. <laughs> he does touch her face a lot. I know yeah, he well, cares.
1: Well, no yes he does but like he doesn't have much screen time but like in that in his brief bits of screen yeah. he touches her face in a slightly creepy way then he sort of talks about talks at these students about how disgusting the young generation is yeah and he says that really he's expanding them but what he really should do is cut them open so we can see they've got no hearts
0: that's another time later and, yeah and then
1: yeah and then then when we see him again he's, he's got the screen mask in yeah. his cupboard and i think this is a bit of misdirection to make you think is it him
0: yeah, I mean, I wonder. And that's why but... I think he's
1: being a bit handsy and a bit.
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: You know, I I think it's written into his character. I think. It's oh, word, okay.
0: That's that's feels better than just he really cares about her and now he gets to touch her face.
1: Um, well, I think I think that I think that is his like, like in-universe character motivation. Mm. But I think we are supposed to think. ooh, I think we're supposed to question him.
0: Fair enough. I do like these teen chats that are actually brutal. This is what I mean about understanding teenagers and how sure. brutal and curious and accidentally cruel they are even in speaking about things and tasteless and like
1: This is an interesting point. I didn't notice this, but there is there is a book. It's called Scream. <laughs> <Right. laughs> no Why? In the excellent Devil's Advocates series, I think I referred oh, to the yeah. one on The Witch in her episode there. published by Liverpool University Press, it's by Stephen West and he points out how yeah, brutal and uncaring the yeah. everybody is Nobody is seen to be upset about the murder of... Um, I've, oh, Kelsey, I've forgotten her name Drew Barrymore's, Drew Barrymore's character,
0: character. K- Casey? Kelsey? Casey! Is it Casey?
1: I think so Casey yeah. Yes. Yeah. Nobody seemed to be upset at the murder of of Casey. Really. And somebody says so. I sit next to her in English class, and then the yeah. response is like, "Not anymore. You don't, because yeah, she's been gutted." There's
0: I no- see nothing wrong with that in a generation of kids that are frequently shot at in schools. Like this was right at the peak of that beginning. Do you know what I mean? Like we're right yeah. in the pure bit where it's just daily. Daily nonsense on TV. They're constantly seeing things about oncoming war, this, that, and the other. I am fully behind that kind of teenage, not wanting to, put it this way, I hate to compare it, but when you look at I Know What You Did Last Summer, which Mm. I don't think you've seen, have you? I haven't
1: seen, no. But as far as I understand, it revolves entirely around remorse. Yes. (laughs) Yes, exactly.
0: (laughs) And you look at that and it's like a bunch of kids basically dealing with guilt differently
1: mm-hmm. um, same, same writer as this I believe ah, although, there although, we go that's although, interesting I think written before and sold mm. after this became a mega hit
0: fair enough and you look at several things from around this time uh, the craft perfect Right. we have the sympathetic character who's like what we're doing here is absolutely messed up and then you have all those the other three of them who were like Different variations of banding together to be like, no, this is acceptable to us. Mm-hmm. You yeah, know, like, yeah. no, this is just a part of life. And I think it's a very teenage thing to be like, or certainly older teenage thing, to be that weird, nihilistic, nothing really matters, no, you're not sitting next to her anymore, she's dead.
1: Yeah, You know, that kind of brutal thing. Sure, trauma response, plus the fact that these kids all love horror movies. This is a big yeah, part of it. Yeah, exactly.
0: Well, ah, that's the thing. That's the thing because I don't think it's that they're desensitised by horror, but I do think that's part of the satire of it. Sure. Because later on you get your killers chatting, being like, horror movies don't make murderers.
1: Yeah. Uh, They just make psychopaths more creative or something, right? Yeah, they just
0: make psychopaths more creative, exactly. Um, Which is clearly just either writer or director getting a shoe in. You know, like somebody's (laughs) trying to get a point said... But anyway, the, the brutal teen chats are great. I love Stu. Uh, better Liver Alone.
1: Yeah, well, my know who is. As someone who loves puns, that extended Liver Alone riff is not how to do it. <laughs> it's not, no. But that's
0: it's just such a perfect moment of who Stu is. And Stu and sure. Tatum, played by Rose McGowan, um, can't leave each other alone for two minutes. You yeah. Know. It, it, sorry, Stu is Matthew Lillard. Um Who, by the way, the other day frightened a small child in a video I was watching because the small child didn't understand who he was but had been excited to see him so he put a drawing that she'd done of himself over his his face and did the shaggy voice and she was immediately calmed I know it was so cute but anyway Matthew Lillard everybody (laughs) who is perfect in every way even in 13th Ghost just saying (laughs) I rewatched the other day it was terrible and he was great Better live her alone. And obviously all the teenagers are pushing 30 visually, right? But this is my cinematic happy place, right? One really nice thing about Matthew Lillard being in this role is that he just turned up by act. Do you know about this?
1: Yes, but tell the listener about it.
0: He was just moral support for his girlfriend of the time and then ended up auditioning and then they were like yeah. yes you're perfect and she didn't get the role. <laughs> oh, no! and she's obviously oh, his ex yeah. and uh he got that and it it would have essentially launched him into I big yeah time.
1: i didn't know that detail that she didn't get what she was no, going she for he just turned but he does an awful lot with like very little like script wise not a lot
0: super charismatic but Towards his death, it's just, it gets funnier and funnier and more believably teen. Yeah. And my mum's going to kill me, you know, like.
1: And I believe some of this is, 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 by him. Yeah. But but again, obviously, Craven is good enough with the material and knows what he's doing that he's like, yes, we'll do that. We'll keep this in, you know? Yeah.
0: Exposition TV. So we're channel hopping in. (laughs) um, (laughs) Channel hopping in. Sydney's house, that's uh, Neve Campbell and uh, it's like deja vu all over again (laughs) is my favourite line
1: Well, it's, you know we get all of this sort of backstory about her mother's death Mm -hmm. um, which is is dropped in and there must have been the temptation to do that as the prologue maybe, you know That's a good point actually, yes, but
0: I do think
1: I'm glad they didn't Me me too,
0: me too but I do think, um it would have been a bit much to open the film with a sexual assault. Sure. Weirdly, I know it's a bit much to no, garrot and.
1: Well, yes, but again, this is part of the sort of mores of the day and the way this is. Yeah. Done. Yeah. Um, and you know when they're talking about the earlier, the older yeah. horror films, and when Sydney gets her monologue about how they go, yeah. it's very notable that you know we you know we had Drew Barrymore and we put her in like a wig and a baggy sweater and mm-hmm. it's. It's not an exploitation film, this movie.
0: No, God, no. No, it nearly is, several times over. Mm-hmm. You know, with the kind of over-the-clothes sexy time and the, the boob flash that you don't get to see. But, yeah, see. exactly, we don't yeah, see Yeah, totally. And
1: but... other films, you know, in earlier films and less prurient... Not prurient, but less aware films, almost, mm-hmm. I guess. Well, again, it's just a different type, of, but I'll come on to that. Would have, <laughs> would have shown us some flesh at these points
0: true and it is a horror film made by a horror fan yeah and again constantly referencing horror films one of the things I really like about it is that it's aware of itself and that that means it chose not to have gratuitous nudity all over the place and too many breasts to look at and all this kind of stuff that deja vu all over again dead mum in fact what I've written here is that because we are fans of horror films, making this horror film, yeah. Which the producers or the promoters are saying is not like other horror films, yeah. Is we flipped most of the things on their heads. So, you're, you know, one of our rules of the podcast is you have to have bad parents, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Bad parents or dead parents or both.
1: To be in a film, not to listen.
0: Well, <laughs> but, <laughs> but we have a bad dad and a dead mum here. That's quite unusual.
1: Is dad is bad?
0: We're made to think he's bad.
1: Fair enough. I and mean, he
0: frequently leaves her.
1: Yeah, he's absent a lot.
0: Yeah, and we've had that a couple of times, and mm-hmm. it's never gone well for our titular characters to have... A dad that's not around or a parent that's not around much.
1: Mm.
0: And dead mum, but dead mum in trauma, not dead mum like Oh, died giving birth to me or
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Died
0: in a horrible dying accident.
1: Uh, They're the worst kind.
0: Just absolutely the worst. The lack of breath ones. Yeah. But this is a really brutal (laughs) (laughs) murder. That she's old enough to have experienced the backlash of
1: sure, and you know, and to have been in court, yeah, and, and have ultimately fingered a guy for the for doing so, right? Yeah, yeah.
0: I would have been friends with Randy for sure
1: <laughs> in a
0: heartbeat. Weird is too excited by f- horror and geekery. He's um. Evil Eddie of this film, right?
1: Sure. Yeah. And I love him. Is it true that you can see Tom Cruise's penis in all the right moves?
0: I haven't looked because I'm frightened of him.
1: <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. yeah, he's a yeah, I can understand that. Yeah,
0: I think he's a real sinister presence on this earth.
1: Yeah. So yeah, un- unconfirmed as to whether <laughs> and Tom Cruise is finishing all the right If you know, keep it to yourself.
0: Sydney's horror final girl's synopsis is bang on. You know, she's like, they're either they're always, what is it, they're always running up the stairs when they should be running out, running out the front door.
1: Yep. They should yep. be
0: running up the stairs when they should be running out the front door.
1: And, and also, of course, this is an instructive difference with uh, young Casey when she met the same kind of problem at the very beginning of the film. Right? Yeah. So her behaviour... Is contrasted with the earlier girl.
0: Yes, we are. This is us talking to Tatum on the phone. It looks like um, Sydney's at her mum's house. Yeah, her dead mum's house, isn't she? Where is she? Or is she at Tatum's? I thought she's at Tatum's. She's she's at Tatum's.
1: She's certainly going to Tatum's because she's because her dad's out of town and she doesn't want to be on her own because there's a murderer. Yeah, so she's going
0: to Tatum's. Tatum's meant to be there, but Tatum's getting her end away with uh, Matthew Lillard.
1: Yep. And is and t- yes, because Tatum's on her way. She's stopped off at the video store yes. uh, to pick up this Tom Cruise film, and then the phone rings again, and she's like, "Oh, we Casey, just, just get, get, here. get not Casey, Tatum, just get here because." <laughs> yeah, uh,
0: and then when she hears the weird voice, she says, "Randy." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <You
1: know. laughs> poor Randy. Everybody know. assumes it's him.
0: Oh, I love Randy. Randy is weird. I, I know why they think that. So, I've written some strange notes here. Go on. Weird. Why would she go out there? So, she's on the phone. She's like, I'm going to call your bluff. And goes outside with the guy on the phone. Yeah. And then I've written, I need me a porch one day. So, apparently, watching her... Like put her life, put her life in danger, and going out to investigate something in a dark porch. Maybe go. God, I want a porch. Yeah,
1: Yeah. it is a hell of a risk, especially when you know that what we do. Yeah. Which is that there's two of them, right? You said earlier about like um, that. uh, It bothered you at the beginning that Casey, if Casey hadn't been running there, yeah, of course, but somebody would have got. But of course, they've they've got a backup because there's two of them. Yeah. As we now know, yes.
0: Where am I here? I've then written Buffy the Vampire Slayer and Horror from This Time has a lot of women with scoliosis and extra long sleeves. There's a lot of this arched back and extremely long sleeves that cover the tips, like, just to the tips of the fingers. Oh,
1: yeah. I know the look. Yeah. Sometimes there'll be a hole for the thumb.
0: Sometimes there'll be a hole for the thumb. (laughs) Yes, That's I don't my, know how you made that perverse, but congratulations! My contribution
1: to the uh fashion chat.
0: Yeah, perfect. Why do they all have such terrible posture? <laughs> it's not a good message for, for for the young people. Anyway,
1: all right, Grandma. I know, but this it's is, not. The film is otherwise full of them.
0: Well, try <laughs> yoga. We had Angel doing a load of Tai Chi.
1: Didn't know you could do that.
0: No, I didn't know you could do that either. But his women his, he's probably got the best posture of the lot of them and he's still a big Well so he's, well, he's
1: thousands of years hundreds of years old anyway, right? So oh, obviously...
0: what, he's learnt the benefit of spinal. Health. Yeah, when when
1: he was <laughs> when he was alive and walking by day, yeah. nobody slouched. So he's carried that on true, through his true, immortal.
0: true. And I do think he does a bit of thumb holing
1: <laughs>
0: later in the series. So why have I put that? Yes, love the door block and how capable she is here. So she does. So weird. When... it's nice.
1: Not only is it, you know, capable and good. It's also perfectly set up earlier in the film when she blocks her dad out of the room. Yeah. Right? I and mean, in a way that doesn't feel forced or weird. It's just a couple of nice little. It's just a nice filmmaking touch. I feel like we should just.
0: I actually didn't notice that. Put but hat tick, on tick, tick tick tick. Yeah. You well didn't done. notice
1: it, but your brain did.
0: <laughs> I mean. Please write in and discourage Ben from looking at me from over his glasses. He can't actually see me when he does that.
1: Who <laughs> said that?
0: I love the door block and how capable she is. Yes. <laughs> Lol, David Arquette, right? Just David oh, yeah. Arquette in general.
1: A wrestling champion, David Arquette, I Really? Um, yeah, oh, I mean, really? he, he wasn't a trained wrestler, but um, he... Um, I'm just going to double-check that. I have a feeling that he held the title briefly for one of the non-WWF. Wow. um, In the year 2000, he was in WCW World Championship Wrestling, uh, where he won the WCW World Heavyweight Championship and headlined the Slamboree pay-per-view event. (laughs) And he has actually wrestled since then. Yeah, because he's just a fan of wrestling. There you go. (laughs) David Arquette fact.
0: I really like it.
1: So... <laughs> but this is our introduction to him in the film, isn't it? Yeah. And it's a genuine comedic beat after a tense action sequence. Really. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. It's fantastic when she opens the door and he's standing there.
0: Really nice. He's got the mask, hasn't he? Yeah. We have Rose McGowan wearing a 60s outfit and driving a VW Beetle, obviously. Yeah. And then treating Officer Dewey. Like, absolute nonsense, because that is, in fact, her brother. Yeah. Which, again, is... it
1: makes sense why, she's, why um, Sydney's gone there. Yeah. Because... You
0: go where the policeman was yeah. living, I guess, in, in 1996. Yeah. Um, <laughs> everyone touches Sid. Everyone. Everyone just loves touching Sydney. Do you know that?
1: I hadn't noticed, but I...
0: They all just love a touch on the arm. Some people are touching her thighs while they're talking to her. It's very strange. Um local cop vibes I've written. Hmm. Gail Weathers is there.
1: Gail Weathers is where?
0: Here on the scene. Because right. I think maybe we've moved on to being in school again the next day. Right, yeah. And Gail Weathers and Sydney have a bit of a standoff <laughs> in which Sydney's like Where are they here? Because she starts. Oh, she's like, did you enjoy writing about me?
1: Well, the thing is, what we've skipped over here is Mm. that young Billy appears at the window immediately after she chases, immediately after she blocks the killer from the door. I didn't
0: care about Billy again. And then
1: a cell phone comes out of his pocket, and as we said, he's arrested, and they make great play of the fact that he owns a cell phone. Yes. Which is unusual. Yes. In small town America in 1996.
0: So when everyone's touching her, it's because they're at the station, isn't it? Yeah. Because
1: she's giving a statement or something? She's
0: giving a statement and she can sort of see Billy through the other window looking menacing. Yeah,
1: it's real unprofessional of the local cops here to not like separate them. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, it's real bad. But this is why I think I wrote local cop vibes. Yep. And somewhere in amongst all of that, as Sydney's trying to leave the press behind... Yep. Gay Weathers marches up to her saying, Oh, Sydney, Sydney. <laughs> Have you got a minute? And Sydney's like, Oh, do you enjoy writing a book about me? Exposition, exposition.
1: Yeah, it is exposition, but it's It's nicely know, done. It's nice, it doesn't it yeah. doesn't clunk.
0: No. And it results in Sydney just properly punching her in the face, <laughs> which I absolutely love.
1: It's a very satisfying it's moment.
0: Very good. She punches her to the ground. <laughs> yeah. Tatum sort of they're back in the house, they're back in Tatum's house and Tatum suddenly is 12.
1: <laughs> this, is a, this is a sweet moment and this is one of the only sort of almost tender bits. In, I've said that the, it's yeah. very, the film's very callous yeah. in terms of like people just celebrate when people get murdered and people are excited yeah. by it. There. But this is a nice little bit. I think this is here just to establish a bit of a rapport between these characters and yeah. make us feel like somebody cares about Sid, because she has a terrible time of it in she the does. in the denouement. Yeah, but yeah, bam, Sid, super bitch. I've written down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which is a quote from Tatum. Yeah,
0: but she's also clutching a teddy bear at this, you know, yeah, Tatum, while she's saying all this, it's very strange. Sid wearing full makeup to bed, of course. Of course, and then we flash to a bit a nice bit of Nick Cave dotted in amongst red right hand. Oh yes. Yeah. Good music choices throughout this film. I must get hold of the soundtrack. It's basically <laughs> everything I listen to already. Courtney Cox. Yes. Well, Courtney Cox Arquette, as, as she, she was later. she became
1: when she married David Arquette.
0: Did they break up? Yes, they did. I think... F- they're divorced. Think so. Yes, I think yes. so. So Courtney is, Cox...
1: is this their meeting then? Yes, for reals. Yes, they're... this is
0: their meeting for reals.
1: Because their their chemistry together is is lovely.
0: It's properly undeniably there, isn't it? Yeah. And I really like it. Courtney Cox is forever nearly laughing every time she talks to it, <laughs> which I think is a really lovely touch to the characters. But yeah. it is just the two of them getting on really well. Yeah. Um, you can mostly see it in the second one actually. Right. They're very cute, (laughs) but I really like them in this one. They're sort of cheeky chappy. What I was going to say is Courtney Cox and her Shania Twain highlights. (laughs) It's not okay. It's not okay. There was a time when it was okay. That wasn't it. It doesn't look okay on her. It suits her character
1: though, don't you think?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I just feel like... No, I'd much rather ban that blue t-shirt, but it's up there. Not now, Billy. <laughs> Billy's lurking.
1: <laughs> well plot wise, we've had the important thing that while she's at Tatum's house, she gets a telephone call from the voice yep. saying like, Oh uh, yeah, so therefore it can't be Billy, therefore Billy is released yep. from jail.
0: Not not now, Billy, I've put, right? So I actually think this is where Sydney has said, Sorry, I mangled your face <laughs> to Gail Weathers as she's leaving the conversation that they have, which is actually the big conversation about whether or not Gail thinks the person in ah, prison is guilty.
1: Cotton Weary, which Cotton is a great Weary. name, Amazing. but I'm just putting that out there. It is
0: really good. Proper... Gail Weathers, Cotton Weary, like everybody's got a name for what they do. Yeah. Officer Dewey. Yeah. Even, you know he's not. He's Dwight. But like.
1: Yeah, but. Yeah. Yeah, I mean we we never hear him called Dwight, do we? No.
0: <laughs> no. No. Tatum as well. Sydney's actually the odd one out, I would say. It's not a very yeah. protagonist of the '90s name, is it? No. So that's where we're at. And then, then I believe Billy turns like takes Sydney to one side, and is like, "Hey, do you still think <laughs> it's me?" And she's like, "No."
1: No, of course not, babe. Looks don't down, worry about it. Looks at her shoes, chews her lip. Yeah, yeah exactly.
0: <laughs> and then he's like lol she's just like this was a year ago you should get over it when my mum left yeah i was fine which is
1: you know turns out to be significant plot wise it later. does
0: but it's not really the best thing to say billy no
1: but, i mean i just mean from a sort of script um no i, cons- know, I know construction I know. point of view
0: yeah hmm. but we don't know that yet so we're just getting hmm. billy being the least empathetic person on the face of the flipping planet yeah, it's like,
1: oh so your mother was raped and murdered it was a year ago now
0: yeah, why aren't you over it?
1: Exactly. I, you know, I, I want to get my end away.
0: Yeah, please. Can we just do this? Because it's a real boner killer that you keep bringing up your dead mum. Then I've put Henry Winkler's camp setting is stuck at 11 in this and it's amazing. So he does a lot of overacting and I really enjoy it. I don't know why he's overacting here. What's he overacting in?
1: Well, I think this is where he's because when she's at school, we get the pupils running around in the background wearing the scream mask, which is I love is really nice.
0: Yes, me too. And I think this is him having a go at them, and then we go to her in the bathroom separately to that. Yeah, don't we?
1: Yes, because this is where he says, "I'm expelling you," but I wish we could cut you open. Cut you open. Cut you open. And then and then he tries on the mask, and I think it's a bit more yeah misdirection because we have a a few adults the sheriff is another one who's like oh kids today i don't know what they're coming and you know we the audience are assumed to have seen a lot of horror films and quite often it's like an older authority figure who's disgusted with the morals of the youth
0: that's true that's very true but anyway he's he's going absolutely hog wild on these kids and in fact when he does look in his wardrobe when they've gone that's actually the Fonz's jacket hanging in oh, there from yeah. 1974, which oh, I really lovely. love.
1: And he does the hair thing in the mirror. He does.
0: He's so he's so cute. It's just a nice little a nice little cameo. Well done. Anyway, <laughs> oh no, I've I've done some terribly tasteless jokes, but <laughs> <laughs> it's not like you, darling. <laughs> um, one. We're following Sydney into the loo, and those are the most satisfying soap dispensers I've ever seen. <laughs> Call me a post-pandemic nutter, but they are beautiful. They
1: are good. Really, good. I did notice that. Did you? Yeah. Amazing. We should I didn't get write one. it down. I'm not.
0: Forty-year-old <laughs> <laughs> cheerleader gossip. Yeah. This is quite fun. Do you remember that dead woman? She was a slut. So Sydney's <laughs> Sydney's mum didn't look. Good. Didn't give me slut vibes in her plum trouser suit combo
1: what you from the about? previous photo. That's... We saw her. Oh, those... Is
0: that the signal? Is that is plum that that she wants suit. it? Jesus Christ!
1: Well, it's also you know, it's like it's like the they cheerleaders in full cheerleader uniform and might as well have like batch written on her back. Like, <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. Oh yeah, but what do I know? It's so gorgeous. So she's. Sydney's listening to all this gossip about her dead mum. Mm -hmm. From these cheerleaders we've never met and will never see again. Unfortunately, they are not the victims of the killer, although that would have been a nice touch.
1: One of the actresses had auditioned for a role, like a main Ah, role. Ah,
0: that makes sense. And and
1: didn't get it, but they, you know. But I'm hoping
0: it's not Matthew Lillard's girlfriend of the time. (laughs) (laughs) Um,
1: Um, In the same way that um, Casey's boyfriend, whose role is to be tied up and then disemboweled, was an actor who'd auditioned for a role
0: oh interesting and didn't
1: get you know came close and didn't get it but they needed someone to do yeah. that so put him in i think which yeah makes sense you know it's like you've you missed out but we still like you so
0: you've got the right face or you've got the right vibe yeah, yeah yeah totally so she's listening away in the toilet stall typical teenage moment in a normal film except with a lot more mum death uh <laughs> she Then gets super paranoid that she can hear some... There's some sense that she's got that there's somebody else in the bathroom with her when the girls have gone. Yeah. And she checks under the doors of all the loos. And it's really nice watching when she's stopped checking, the boots come down one by one really quietly. And then the gown, like the spiky gown, it's very, very Freddy Krueger, actually, with the way the fabric moves like that. Yeah,
1: I can see that. That kind
0: of... Yeah, it's, it's eerie. Anyway... Yeah, I really like that. And then, whoever put "Ah, oh, they're cute together."
1: <laughs> this could Who's be because immediately together? after, immediately after this, we don't see it, but one assumes because she escapes from this bathroom confrontation, and then yeah. s- and then Dewey is outside. That's the, what it is. Well yeah. When classes are called off, and we assume, other well, than I mean, we don't see it happen, but we assume that she runs out of there straight to, you know, the principal's office, yes. or something, and um, you know. And as a result of this attack, everyone gets sent home. Yeah. But, yeah, they get that lovely bit of chat where Dewey obviously has a crush on Gale. And it makes sense for Gale to be, like, manipulating him, right? Yeah. Like, you know, to get her story is to sweet talk like the sort of goofy local sheriff. Yeah. But, as you say, like, the chemistry between the two actors is so good. Yeah. That it also is a sort of believable little romance. I love the idea that that David Arquette chose to play him like this, but he's actually written in a much more straightforward, heroic way.
0: Butch and beefy. Yeah, yeah interesting.
1: And if you look at especially that interaction there about like where she's talking about like his muscle mass and if you've worked out and yeah. you know, and being strong and things like and if you if you sort of substitute in your mind like a more like beefcake actor, yeah, Like the dialogue still works. It's just played a lot differently. And I think I think this works really well and it better. It does. But it's interesting that it seems suggestive that the writer had something else in mind here, and but that the the same you know the same yeah. dynamic plays out nicely with with these two. I, I agree.
0: I really feel like I mean, obviously not at the time because he would have been a tiny baby child. But Ryan Gosling builds right, and yeah. frame and twinkle in the eye, but very stoic would have been the kind of person cast. Do you know what I mean? I do know
1: what you mean, yeah. But
0: no, much better with with David. And it keeps it light enough that there's an alternative to the heavy, heavy, heavy rest of the stuff that's happening as well. Yeah. Watching these two flare and be silly with each other and Gale Weathers going full force. (laughs) Um, There's a fish eye lens that we get now that we switch to to go back into the school, right? And right. we're watching Freddy Krueger do the mopping.
1: Oh, yes. <laughs> that is the
0: actor that plays Freddy Krueger, whose it's, name I've forgotten. It's not.
1: That's Wes Craven. Oh,
0: sorry, yes, that's Wes Craven dressed as Freddy Krueger. Yeah. <laughs> um,
1: Fre- Robert England is Freddy Krueger, and I'm sure we yes. would have done it. But um... Yes,
0: no, you're dead right. It's, it's him dressed as him.
1: Oh, and in the same way that uh, in the earliest scrum of reporters, the one who shouts, the people have a right to know is uh, Linda Blair. In where, sorry? When they get the scrum of reporters outside the. Oh, uh,
0: is it? Oh, uh, lovely. The,
1: the it's, it's Linda Blair. That's yeah, really because, satisfying. You know, a little, bit of, a little bit of stunt casting because they know they're horror films.
0: Yes, is that what gets shouted when Linda Blair's mum is filming a scene?
1: Oh, in the film in the film. In yeah. The film. It might well be. That's really that nice. Wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise I'm gonna me. You're going to have to look that up. You know, it's certainly. The film is certainly like cine literate enough to do that.
0: Yeah, I would say so. I've put Poor Mr. Hinbury, which is yeah. um, the Fozzes <laughs> <Fuzz>. The Foz. <laughs> Fozzy Bear. Fuzzy Bear. Uh, <laughs> waka, waka. Hey, 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 yeah. I went for. <laughs> uh, heya, heya, that's how you do it. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> no. Henry Winkler, thank you. Who I can't think of not covered in bees. Little Nicky ruined me. I was the right age <laughs> for all that absolute Fair rubbish. Enough. And it was terrible then. <laughs> Poor Mr. Himbreed, played by Henry Winkler, has a horrible, quick yeah. and nasty death. And it's definitely not him who's the killer. So we find that out. Yeah, I
1: guess so immediately after setting that all that stuff up to yeah. the make you suspect him, they are then off him.
0: Yes. Um. And he has this incredible shot that I think should have been what they used as the poster, which was the eye, the shot of the eye with the mask reflected in. That it. is really nice. It's That's really gorgeous. good. Yeah, really
1: gorgeous. Yeah, actually, yeah, the the mask. Like, if you look at the advertising and the iconography, you know, around the poster, and any adverts. Yeah. That mask, no way to be seen. We go for the our attractive young people cast. Yes. Whereas the poster for the remake, or not the remake, the new film yeah. coming out next year because it's the same cast, pretty well, mm. um, is is the mask front and center. It's but, funny. But in the in the original, like advertising for it, no way to be seen. But I guess it, it wasn't iconic then, like it is now because the film no, no, come out exactly.
0: Yeah. Uh, Lol, where's Carpenter.
1: Oh yes. Yep. Yeah.
0: Richard Gere, that gerbil story was a nice touch, very much. Oh, look, it's 90s culture. Yeah. Everybody knew about Richard Gere and the gerbil.
1: Indeed, we don't need to repeat it here. We for, don't need to. For, um, libel for a reasons.
0: For a PG-13 moment. But, you know, they're referencing it as... there's only, She says uh, there's only so many times you can hear the Richard Gere gerbil story before you start to believe it's true. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, she's saying that about, like... Rumours. Sydney's mother's sexual proclivities. She was, yes. Yeah.
0: (laughs) The video store scene is possibly my favourite in the film. I think it's actually a tie between this and when he's discussing the rules. Ah, When Randy's discussing the rules, that whole scene where he's speaking it and there's the delay on the camera is such a lovely trick.
1: It's really nice. But we'll talk
0: about it then. I think actually, yeah, my favourite scene in the film is the video store scene with Randy discussing with Stu, like there's a formula to it, a very simple formula and getting aggressive about this formula of horror.
1: Yeah.
0: A little tasteless, isn't it? He says, looking at
1: <laughs> oh, it's um, Billy it's chatting Billy. up it's, yeah. girls
0: in the horror section. Yeah. And he's, you know, so he's talking about it and he's actually saying essentially, of course I'm a suspect. I'm yeah. like prime suspect here. Yeah, I I love horror I films. Love horror films. I definitely have a crush. You know, do you think she would be into me if, if Billy wasn't on the scene and all this kind of stuff, but you know, it's Stu being like, no, (laughs) nah, you know, (laughs) But what's Absolutely interesting not. is
1: that he just flat out states a few things that turn out to be very, very true. That like, because yeah. her, her father's missing, so that all the cops are think it's her dad. Yep. And and he says like, oh, you know, the dad's a red herring, and he'll come bobbing up in the his body will come bobbing up in the last reel, which is exactly what happens.
0: Exactly. And he
1: says, look at this guy; he's clearly clearly the murderer. They point at Billy, and it's like the point is that like often in these films, like in Nightmare on Elm Street, for instance, the per- the first suspect yep. is so heavily telegraphed that you can't be them. Yep. But then he's saying, like, no, it's definitely him. Yeah. And it is him. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) Exactly. I really love it. I think it's a a really clever thing. And I think it's an amazing setting. And I think the way they cast and the way Randy puts it all across is really... A frustrated genius who's misunderstood in the middle of it all, you <laughs> yeah, know. Yeah. And again, very evil Eddie before evil Eddie turns true evil and vampiric in <laughs> yeah. Fright Night. It's he knows he knows the rules of all of it. You know, sure. he's the one you go to. Um, cigarettes versus ice cream in our next scene. It's uh, <laughs> our deputy, deputy, and our sheriff. Yeah. Um, at different ends of the spectrum. <laughs> which i really like one of them's like hardcore we see it horrible kids in this town well having th- a cigarette i'll tell you what
1: else we also get a pointed shot of his boots which are exactly the same as the boots that we see coming out of the store yes we do so immediately after we've offed one red hair you know because we've already the principal set up as a suspect yeah and then dies yeah and then we get the sheriff who gives a monologue about like how he doesn't understand kids these days yeah. and then we see he's-, he's wearing the same shoes yeah so it's another like it's for the audience who are looking for this right
0: yeah and bless his cotton socks officer dewey is there with an ice group yeah (laughs) trying to keep it hardcore (laughs) gail has a scary alice band that's all i've written about that
1: (laughs) scary why
0: have i put lol the underage thing (laughs) haha
1: is this when they go is this when they go to the party
0: yeah, but what's the...
1: So, Gail and Dewey go to the party together. Yeah. And Dewey immediately clocks somebody drinking a beer. Oh, that's so good, yes. you're underage on it. And he goes, no, I'm just messing with you, have a good night. Yeah. Although, annoyingly, he's still holding the beer in the next shot, even though he gave it back to him.
0: Oh, that is annoying.
1: Yeah, I spotted that.
0: Yeah, that. that's
1: sad. But uh, yes. Yeah.
0: <laughs> that is great.
1: <laughs> but yeah, we're at the we're at the party now, which is basically the rest of the film. Like the, We are, yes. The... This everything finishes tonight. You know what
0: was it? I survived. Scene one eighteen was like the T shirt yeah. that they all had because yeah. it's like the longest night in horror history. It was twenty. How many days it was like it? Twenty one day. Yeah, twenty yeah. of filming dawn till dusk. <laughs> you know, yeah, in this one house, trying to get this scene, and it is like a forty minute.
1: Mm. So yeah, um, it's the rest of the movie, and yeah. there's a fair amount of plot to go. You know.
0: Yeah, there really is. But I also think that's massive. I think that's really massive to have that much of the action take place in a house party in the middle of nowhere
1: yeah and and the, and there is the location it's the yeah. location shoot um, yeah totally. and it's great I mean we're really the f- I haven't talked about like the editing of this film or the pacing of this mm. film, but it's it's nearly two hours long this is film it? one fi- one hour fifty one oh it doesn't feel like it does it no, no. uh. <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> because of the way it's put together. Yeah. and the way it's, you know, there's, there's plenty of stuff happening. And huh. as I say, like, this party, as you say, is like 40 minutes long, I think. Yeah. It doesn't really feel like that.
0: No. We've got Republica playing. Drop, drop Dead Gorgeous <laughs> yeah. in the background. Drop Dead, of course. Of course. Gorgeous. Double LOL. Why have I put that? Oh, yes. Double LOL. Such a shame. It wasn't a terrible escape attempt I've written. So... Next on our list of people to kill is, bless her cotton socks, poor Tatum.
1: Mm, the girlfriend of one of the murderers. Yeah. yeah.
0: There's interesting reasons for this that we will talk about a bit later. I have my theories as okay. to why she dies. Yeah. She's gone to get beer. Yep.
1: Yeah.
0: She gets beer. Mm hmm. She can close a fridge with, like, Real dexterity with hands full of beer.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, you know, it's practice, isn't it?
0: Yeah, exactly. She goes to leave, and it's locked. She goes to get out, Yeah. and it's still locked. <laughs> um, she very cleverly opens the garage door
1: mm-hmm.
0: to leave, and it shuts it down again, and then the lights go off. And it's horrible. Yeah. She's very brave and brazen because she thinks it's everybody taking the mick and she's been super chill this she whole time.
1: It's Randy again, of course.
0: Yeah, we all think it's Randy yeah. all the time. Being like, Randy, stop it. And then she even says, oh, it's Stu. Mm-hmm. You know? She's yeah. like, is that you? Like, what are you doing? And he shakes his head when he mm-hmm. says, is, is that you, Randy? And it's like, no, shake your head. And then, you know, you can, oh, my are we going to be playing, like, m- murder, you know? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm a victim. Look at me; I'm all dead. No more scary movie references, thank you.
1: And it's, well, it's but it's very <laughs> it's very flirtatious. It's very yeah, sexy. You know, I mean, it's, uh, sexy and intense. Inverted
0: commas. Yeah, yes, exactly. yeah. yeah, totally. Do you want a role play? Basically,
1: yeah.
0: Um, because she's taking the mick. Yeah, she really is. She feels safe in the situation, mm-hmm. and then suddenly she's not safe, yeah. and he grabs her arm and just cuts it, and that's really horrible to me. That yeah. freaks me out because it's watching her drop everything and realize and know that she can't get out quick enough but also she she doesn't make a bad attempt she like hits him with bottles she's like hitting with the door like she yeah. has real success uh she could have hit him again when he was on the ground but like she's a teenage girl and not knowing who's under there yeah you don't know if it's a joke gone too far or any of that no nope. so she tries to make a beeline for the cat flap unfortunately her wonderful body is too much for the cat flap <laughs> and she gets stuck and he just puts the that lets the garage door go up and it's a really horrible death and to me it's- i think it's not the worst not the worst one but certainly when you said in the beginning they don't get that gory again i actually think that that's a really nasty death yeah even though it's not gory, it's it's still really nasty. And we see her neck break. Yeah, like her head
1: goes a funny angle. Yeah. We see it. yeah. And
0: we've just seen her talking. There's something really horrible about her being so alive and flirty. Yeah,
1: to go from like, you can't kill me, I want to be in the sequel. Yeah. To like, you ain't going to be in anything yeah. except a coffin. You're
0: basically in half and yeah. you're dead now. Yeah, um, That was horrible, Ben. Thank you for that. <laughs> I really wish I liked Sydney's character even a little bit in this film. But we are... Roughly thirty-five minutes for the end of the film, and we get the rules. Indeed. Hooray! The rules.
1: Although you know, we're given rules at the very beginning, which is know your horror films.
0: <laughs> know your horror films and don't hang up the phone. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But they are rules given by the killer.
1: Yeah, whereas this is Randy.
0: This is Randy who knows the rules Yeah, Randy's known the rules all the way through He's consistently right again and again No one has any idea, including Randy, how right he is To a point He's really, really right
1: Well, because while he's talking about uh, how being a virgin is yeah. uh, key to being the final girl Sydney is upstairs yeah. in Matthew Lillard's parents' bedroom yeah. uh, losing her virginity to Billy Yes So this should be dooming her it should by be. these yes. rules, right? Yes,
0: yes. But he's he's right up until that exact moment. So ev- yeah, literally sure everything it. else, including not thinking to look around when he's telling the characters to look around, yeah. is is perfect. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's just setting it up for us. But that doesn't mean that he's been wrong about anything else at all. To the point where, like, he's basically said the whole plot of the film
1: uh-huh.
0: in the background. Yeah. But it's interesting how the rules go. So basically he's doing that thing. You always get one at a house party. There'll be a TV on, particularly at this age group, there'll be a TV on. There's some people absolutely monged out of their minds on <laughs> something who are just like immobile by that point. Mm-hmm. And there's somebody who's like <laughs> taking it upon themselves to be vocal. Yeah. And they're like holding court being like, no, this is the exact thing you need to listen to right now. No one's really listening or caring. Sometimes people will laugh. But it's yeah. like, clearly, this is just a drunk person in the obnoxious drunk phase talking to a lot of high people who are too far gone. Yeah?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: So he's going through his rules and no one cares. But they're brilliant. <laughs> you know, it's incredibly meta. It's like, you can't have sex. You can't do drugs. That's another sin. You know, yeah. he's talking about it from the old school perspective. Sure, it's the
1: idea that, like... Jaws is a film about infidelity, right? In oh, okay. Of, yeah. This is Mark Kermode's example of stealing, but that but, okay. um, the the key to surviving Jaws is to not cheat on your wife. <laughs> oh, that's horrible. <laughs> Please carry on.
0: So while he's describing it, the music from Halloween. Halloween.
1: John Calvin is
0: it. the soundtrack to More Killing in the background, right? So we've we've got things mm-hmm. happening and and just a lack of awareness. It's really good. And his the tension building with what he's saying is building with the music from Halloween. Yeah. But he's literally just talking crap and being <laughs> drunk, you know? Yeah. But he's right, I just love it. Well,
1: the thing here, and this is something that's elaborated on a little bit in the book I was talking about earlier. Is about it's about this film's reception in 1996, yeah. and about that some horror fans
0: yeah.
1: didn't really didn't really like it. Didn't Did they really think it really was well. up its own bum? because it was? They felt like it was perpetuating stereotypes about like <laughs> horror films, right? And you know this idea about that it does it very well, but it's not like the first horror film in which characters have seen horror movies, right? I mean, no, you know, think Night. about Fright Night, and well, and. American Werewolf, which we did, you know, yeah. which is another four or five years earlier than that. Yeah. And, um, you know, these these rules, you know, they kind of work for Halloween, but there's obviously plenty of other horror films that where people yeah. break them, where they don't work. And part of this, I think, is to do with the very successful marketing of it to bring in a lot of people, including people who are not like Randy, yeah. big into their horror films, who yeah. don't know their horror films, but they do know this yeah. These ideas and this kind of yeah. thing, and this is one where it's like, it's almost like the truism that it's like, don't listen to fans of things. Fans don't know anything. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah, you know, true. It's it's perfectly pitched because it, it's. I think this scene was in the trailers as well. The horror. The rules of that the movie. That makes
0: sense. Yeah.
1: And because it's intercut with. A hero, a heroine and losing yeah. her virginity upstairs. This, this, that automatically puts her in danger. It does, despite the fact that I say nothing's happening, nothing scary is happening here. But the two, the, the, yeah. that plot thread puts the other plot thread makes the other plot thread more tense. tense. Yeah. yeah.
0: Meanwhile, outside, <laughs> chemistry falls. <laughs> <laughs> Dewey tells Gail that his real name is Dwight, and she laughs. And it's like, oh, I'm sorry, you yeah. know. <laughs> but they're still being really sweet. There's a duty joke, which feels right <laughs> in the moment. Duty, duty. Mm-hmm. But they find a car, and the car that they find while they're out there looking for things, and nearly getting run over by hoodlums?
1: Yeah, but then they get that wonderful moment where they, where the proper meet cute, where they fall yeah. on top of each other and take a little bit of a moment before they get back up again.
0: Yeah, all that. They find a car, and the car belongs to Sydney's father.
1: Indeed, it does.
0: And just to be sure, Officer Dewey puts so many fingerprints all over it <laughs> that they could never have any useful evidence from it at all.
1: Well, they also make sure to say, "What's he doing here at this party?" Just, to, just in case you've forgotten that he might be. We're sort yeah. of pushing the idea that he might be a murderer. Yes, exactly. The murderer. Yeah. Even though we've already been told in the video still that, like, he's a red (laughs) herring.
0: Yeah, I know, I know.
1: Yeah, lovely.
0: Here's the thing though. Mm -hmm. So I'm 17. Okay. I'm going to lose my virginity. Yeah. To the boy that I was pretty sure was probably a murderer a couple of days ago, but we're all cool now.
1: Yeah. I've done it. Yeah.
0: The cherry is no more. I think now would be a really good time to ask who you called as your phone call in prison if you didn't call your dad. You know? Now's no. the time. Not before. No. Not be- surrounded by people and safe. None of that. No. <laughs> I'm going to ask postcoital moments. While it I'm likes, doing up another terrible show. It's just
1: come into her head. It's a good
0: No, it doesn't sound like it though, because poor Neve Campbell can't really uh, act. Enough. So she <laughs> she looks great, she can't really act, and she says, just curious. She does a bit of a Columbo moment. Yeah, just, and
1: it's like just one more thing. Maybe yeah. maybe to get, <laughs> uh, get him off get him off balance, you know, now that he's um,
0: right,
1: um, spent.
0: Uh, don't call it that. Uh. <laughs> <clears throat> Guess what? What? When things got nasty.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um. Oh no! Sorry. When do things get nasty?
1: Well, so here is when the ghost-faced killer yes. comes in and stabs up Billy, right? Which, yes. When you watch it the second time. Not as effective. <laughs> well, no. It's a great. It, it's clearly Billy's. It's an actor playing a man who's acting melodramatically his own death scene
0: Yes, exactly. to his yes, girlfriend yes, yes, who yes. is
1: traumatised and she does, you say she's not much of an actor but she sells it, yep, you know, she, she looks horrified yeah, and yeah. frightened and traumatised and uh, obviously runs away and then runs upstairs. She, that's
0: what I said, she runs upstairs instead of out the front door which was her own rule. Handy boat awning, though, that's important, isn't it? Yeah. Good job Tatum had a boat. However, she now sees Tatum's body and is also freaking out. There's yeah. a lot of running this, and I freaking. I think this is
1: my favourite little sequence here. Right, is when, okay. it, when her, yeah, Sydney's night reaches, like, real nightmare levels here. Because it's just one thing. It's completely relentless. It's one thing after another. Yeah. Her boyfriend has just been murdered in front of her, as far yeah. as she knows. Yeah. And, then, and now she, then she looks up and her best friend yep. is, is just still hanging there, very obviously dead.
0: Yep. And then she runs to the van to get support from the the van where they are filming.
1: Yes, of course. And then the poor Kevin Smith, or late cameraman, is murdered.
0: Yep.
1: It's just relentless. It's one thing after another really horribly. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it just doesn't let up for her.
0: It was a very bright night, wasn't it? It was. It's a lot of, day, f- weirdly, day for night, but American style. It was yeah. a lot of floodlighting. Yeah, so she's absolutely freaking out. Gone wild. Poor Randy, um, who, by the way... <laughs> Is well, actually, we're a bit quick on Kenny the cameraman, I think. Fair enough, because they get back in there, he sees that there's a 30 second delay. Oh, Kenny
1: is yes, watching,
0: yes, so he's watching, he sees that there is a killer behind Randy, yeah, and he goes to get out of his van and he's like, Oh, the delay, and then <laughs> he sees the doors open on the footage. And then goes to go out to save Randy, but is killed.
1: Yeah. Yeah, has his throat slit.
0: He does, horribly, just by just outside the van as mm. well. Which, by the way, also looks a lot like it might be Sydney's fault. So she's well traumatised.
1: <laughs> <laughs> is it around about here as well where Sydney then. She runs back goes, to the house. She tries to get to the police car.
0: Yeah, she so, realises the police car's locked. She goes back to the house. The one that opens the door is it's dewey? dewey who says her name and then drops to the floor with a knife in his back
1: clearly dead i mean yeah. you know it turns out he's not but like <laughs>
0: as far as she knows <laughs> and, he's and he doesn't dead.
1: he doesn't spend you know that's his that's him out for the count for yep. the rest of the film yeah and it's just again it's just bang 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 yeah she's having a terrible terrible time and then gail at some point here has grabbed the van and found her dead cameraman on top of it yep. and crashed it into a tree yeah possibly she's also dead um, yes,
0: as far as we know, she's also dead yep. And then, me putting Why aren't you running <laughs> While Stu and Billy reveal the, the, the plot The plan, oh, yes. yeah. Billy's magically Back to life and covered in corn syrup Yeah. Uh, just like the use in the movies
1: <laughs> Oh yeah, because yeah, poor Old um, Randy gets involved In that scene where him and Stu Are both coming towards the door while sydney has got the gun yeah. And they're both saying, it was him, he did it, did it, did it Oh, no, it's no, awful and they both look absolutely terrified, and she's frightened. And then yeah, and she's like, and she "F does, you both." Exactly, she does the very sensible thing of locking them both outside. Yep, perfect. <laughs> That's how to do it. But then yes, but then she is disarmed by Billy, both literally and metaphorically. Yes, to her detriment.
0: Yes, absolutely. One one of my favourite lines, and what I hope is the. The uh, title is We All Go A Little Mad Sometimes. <laughs> or I'm feeling a little woozy here, which is my actual favourite yeah. line that I say in daily life. Um, but why aren't you running blah, blah, blah. Drama step falling. Yes, so he does like his drama. That's, that's yeah, yeah, and then falls all the way down the stairs and absolutely fine.
1: Yes. Oh, we All Go A Little Mad Sometimes is from Psycho, of course. Yes,
0: it is. Yeah, yeah. And he says that, you know. Yeah. Stu is much more frightening than Billy. And I've found that every time I've watched it. Right. I find Stu so much more frightening because he doesn't have a limit, and he's not clever enough to know when to stop.
1: Yeah, I always get the sense that
0: he's quite crazy. He's,
1: yeah, well, it's he says in the video story earlier, like there's always some bullshit reason to kill your girlfriend. And, I know, and so one. That's why I assume that it's him who it is kills his girlfriend.
0: And my theory <laughs> is that yeah, obviously when he jumps on top of. Sydney, mm-hmm. he said, "I've always had a thing for you, Sydney." Mm-hmm. So is he killing his girlfriend so that he can sort of feel okay to go with Sydney?
1: Yeah,
0: like it's very dark and horrible. And obviously, they have this amazing booger moment where he's like, "Just stab! We have to stab each other." Oh, you yeah. know, we've got this amazing plan. It's going to look great. We're going to do this. They, the dad comes out of the cupboard, yeah, tied up completely, gagged.
1: Pops up in the last reel. As...
0: It pops up in the last reel. Advertised. And they say he, you know, he, he stabbed us both and then shot himself. Like it's yeah. easy. And um, And <laughs> Billy goes quite to town with stabbing Stu. So
1: Stew. <laughs> it's is, it's horrible. It's it's funny and it's macabre. Yeah. And um, yeah, they they both because. And and there's a look that Sydney gives her dad when they're well, Billy and, and yeah, sorry, Billy and Stu are stabbing each other. That just says like, God, these people these are. are
0: Idiots. Idiots, absolute morons. <laughs> Peer pressure. I'm far too sensitive. Is uh, Stu's answer's divine? Well, like, I said
1: because I said like it feels a bit. It does feel a cop out for them just to say like from of millennium, no one needs motives anymore. But then yeah. after saying that, like, he then gives a very good motive. Yeah, yeah, um,
0: yeah.
1: Although you know, because he says Norman Bates didn't. You know, because Norman Bates has a motive. He's psychologically damaged by his mother. Yeah, when exactly. He was a no, child. no, no, totally. Yeah.
0: And you know, he does have a good motive in that his. Dad was having sex with her mum. Yeah. And then that's why his mummy left.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, and that that it, thing that he's definitely over yeah, now. Yeah, that's
1: that he's never Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> yeah. I put oh poor Randy again. <laughs> Here's the hero, or the heroine rather. We have a heroine moment twice from Gail Weathers. We have the moment where she accidentally left the safety on. Yes. She could have saved the day, but she would left the safety on and gets a smack. And then she does come back from, again, from the seemingly
1: dead. Yeah, well, again, this is the thing. Because we are conditioned to expect a final girl. Mm-hmm. And we have two of them.
0: Yes, it's true. And uh, poor Randy, who, <laughs> you know, could have been a final girl.
1: But but does survive the he movie? He does.
0: He does. He's just he just looks so forlorn. Yeah. It's interesting that Billy's death is the most graphic and realistic.
1: Yes. Well, and this is you know you're talking about the two of them because it's Billy who's given the sort of big bad death if you yes. like, whereas Stu is brilliantly like killed by Halloween, right? The 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 because the movie is still playing. The Jamie Lee Curtis right. movie is still playing and that is what's on the telly that falls on his head. Oh yeah. So it's like he meets his end through horror movies. Yes, that's you know, true. It's like he died as he lived as he murdered through an, a fatal overdose of horror horror films.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Whereas it's clearly that Billy is like the brains of the operation, yes, if you'd like, you know what? Whereas I sense that it's Stu is a bit more stab happy. A uh, lot of the time. Right,
0: okay, got you. You know? Yes, and then you get this kind of, you're an idiot, you've killed another one. You know, (laughs) we're only meant to have one a year. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, Which is why Billy gets the, like, yeah, the big bad death at the end. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's very dark to add the sexual assault aspect to that, because that means that Billy probably uh, had sex with... Her mother before. Well, that her. might have
1: been cotton. I mean, she might have been having a favourite oh, cotton Weary Yes, sorry,
0: you're dead right. And
1: they just, because they said he was very easy to frame. There you go, um, that's why. Yes, yes. So he, um, they didn't have sex with him, yeah. But because if we accept Billy's story, she was, her mother, Sydney's mother, was certainly having sex with his father. Yeah. And everybody in town says that she was a slut, right? Um, yeah. yeah. And it seems that that was true, not to sort of cast, uh, not to slut shame a fictional dead lady. <laughs> No no but, but you know it seems like she was
0: she... having extramaritals all over the place. Exactly. Yeah.
1: Um and or you know,
0: one extramarital actually technically. Well,
1: oh, two, potentially two. Two, sorry. Um, <laughs> yeah. Maybe three. I mean, you know, who knows. But, but
0: yeah. yeah, and then he gets his kind of horror death and then obviously comes back and she's like not in my movie, you know.
1: She shoots him in the head. Yeah. Yeah. And but then uh, Sydney's dad bursts out of the closet still banding gags so even after lampshading the sort of like oh the final scare yeah they then do one anyway yeah it's perfect Uh, yeah which is great you know it's have its cake and eat it but but also it's built up so much goodwill that you're like yes lovely really nice
0: yeah I also my final word on this whole film is that house is huge
1: <laughs> <laughs> It is big. My final word, I suppose, is the credits, which are done in like the sitcom style where you get like little vignettes of all yes. of the cast smiling and waving and laughing and putting thumbs up because oh,
0: that's interesting. It's got a
1: very high survivor rate, as we see, even though Ooh. Dewey is clearly dead, and I believe in early cuts. Was supposed to have died. Oh, really? But uh, but Craven did film a pickup of him being wheeled away in an ambulance in case the yeah. audience liked him enough to keep him alive.
0: They did, and they did.
1: So he did. Yeah. So uh, Dewey survives. Our, our two final girls survive. Yeah. Randy survives. The dad survives. Yeah. It's got a very high survivor count.
0: That's true. For
1: for this kind of thing.
0: That's very true.
1: And and the the end credits of this are like because it it ends quite upbeat usually. Yeah. Well usually often I don't mean to do the same thing that they do where it's like all horror films are the same with big breasted women running into yeah. trouble. But often you will keep your keep the fate of your big bad evil evil doer yeah. ambiguous in some way so it can come back for a sequel. Yeah. Whereas here He's definitely and definitively dead. I mean, we still get... There were still four... Sequ- if we count the one coming out next year, mm-hmm. that's the fourth sequel, yeah. the fifth film. Yeah. You know, they still managed to to get a trilogy out of it and then another one yeah. and then another one. But they sort of, perhaps unusually, definitively and definitely killed off the killers. Yeah. Like, on screen, unambiguously. Yeah. And it all ends well. We get no, like last like no. weird ambiguous last scene of um, nightmare on elm street it ends happily for all concerned yeah. and as far as we know they all go on to lead pleasing and fulfilling lives at least until scream 2
0: yes exactly which you've not seen have i've you? not seen no no <laughs> no we'll watch
1: i'd like to see the all three of them actually
0: mm.
1: i'm going to say usually i close up by talking about like influence obviously this revivified an entire yeah <laughs> genre this is one of the things about like I say they're a bit snippy about horror films and then a lot of the uh early promotion material they say like oh it's not you know i would never do like a slasher film this isn't like one of them this is <laughs> you know this is also smart and funny and cool yeah and, yeah and knowing and, and, and all these yeah. things and, yeah Um uh, because the horror genre was in a bad way in, it at was this point. it really really was certainly in terms of like Cinema releases.
0: Yes, absolutely.
1: Um, you know, they were, sure, there was stuff going direct to video. You know, they no. put that, they put that dig in at the sequels to Nightmare on Elm Street. There's all the millions of Friday the Thirteenth. Yeah. But unless you were a sort of sequel to an old property, you, you often didn't get a cinema release.
0: Yeah.
1: And in the aftermath of this, we get loads, loads <laughs> of yeah, like new this this really set a template that went for
0: years
1: so, Well, certainly till the end of the decade, a bit yeah. longer. Yeah, I haven't seen so many of them, but I think you have. Oh,
0: yes. <laughs> oh, yes, I've seen plenty. They're great. And, um, of them.
1: <laughs> and, yeah, 25, it's 25 years old. Um Nightmare. As we are, yes, as we are recording this at the end of November, it was about, it's just a, about a month off its 25th anniversary in the States and a couple of months in the UK. It came yep. out slightly later. But it did, it uh, often, our horror film will have a very good opening weekend and then sort of yeah. drop off. Went, uh, screamed at the opposite of that, in that it just kept kept that building. That makes
0: sense with a horror film though, because it's got a twist. Like people would be like, "Oh, it's really good," and yeah. convince their pals, but and also tell their pals to
1: go. But often what would happen would be like, would be the new horror film, so all the horror heads." Yeah. That's definitely a phrase. The horror heads would yeah. all go, and then you know, and they'll have seen it. But whereas this, what was obviously pulling in an audience that were not, yeah, wouldn't be going to see Friday the Thirteenth Part Eight, uh, <laughs> for instance. Yeah. And. Yeah, I remember the other things that that came after it. Well, you, you mentioned the faculty as always written by the same, yeah, the same guy. Yeah, uh, I know what he did last summer. Final summer. destination. and yes. the scary movie films were were big as well, right? Yeah, know that sort of weird, weird comedy version of it. But yeah, uh, a real like epochal genre film. This, yeah, one. I you think know, so. Properly important in the in the scheme of things. Do you have anything else to say about it?
0: I don't um, think so I'm sort of outy I think we did alright there yeah Talk
1: about. I've decided I've decided it's very autocratic but yes I think I'm going with my heart so for our next film yep yeah. is going to be Pete Walker's The Flesh and Blood Show oh which no which is a very which is a <laughs> 70s slasher of the type that they are sort of reacting against uh, with this yeah uh, film yeah. if you'd like uh, you know it's an exploitation film it's a bunch of teenagers at the end of a pier who uh, get bumped off one by one by a mysterious masked killer. Perfect. So, um And that is on Prime. Oh, cool, that's handy. It happy. is rentable on Prime. As ever, you can do standard definition or high definition, save the pound and go for standard definition, because it was filmed on very grainy 16mm anyway. But <laughs> uh, join us for that. Uh, I'm looking forward to it, even though it's not a terribly good film.
0: Nice. I think that's us. We are going to head away for the evening, or morning, or afternoon, depending on when you're listening. <laughs> if you would like to get in touch with us, the email address is hauntedpicturepalace at com. If you want to contact us on the Instagram, it's haunted underscore picture underscore palace with an at sign in front of it. And if by some weird miracle you're a tweeter,
1: it's HPP pod. It is indeed. You'll notice they're all different. That's just how we roll.
0: Well, there you go. Yep. <laughs> that taught us, didn't it? That taught you and us.
1: Brand consistency. We will sure.
0: be back next time and hopefully with even more puns. <laughs> puns on our puns. Don't have nightmares. Oh,
1: bye, everyone. Oh, bye.
0: Bye. <laughs> I'm actually with Henry Sobrowski of Last Podcast on the Left. In oh, the, yeah. I'm fully willing to believe that he has in the bathroom of a of a restaurant. Right. I wouldn't put it past him. I've not. I heard. don't care about him, <laughs> and he frightens me truly. I feel like he must have penis to hold on to somebody like Nicole Kidman. Yeah. but i also think he almost certainly and this has to be cut for liability (laughs) but i do think he almost certainly (laughs) several times yeah
1: i might just keep this at the end but with lots and lots of beeps so that it's completely unclear what you're talking about
0: perfect